Welcome back to the Bear Blitz post-game podcast. It was Noble over Lawton MacArthur. Uh, Noble won 50-18. to 18. Was this a first for anything, Jessica? It was. It was the first... Well, no. Let's see. This is the fourth time this year that it's been the first time that we've ever beaten a team. Yep. Was there any other firsts? It's the first time since 2003... That we have gone 5-0 and in district play. 5-0 and in district play for the first time since 2003. And in 2003, that was the last year we won the district championship. And one other year we won it in 1975. So uh, we are on our way to good things this year. We will get right to the scoring summary. Uh, Noble... Looked good once again. Once they got going, even in the rain, they it seemed to just... It was rainy. It was nasty. Cold. Oh, man. It rained the whole game. The whole game. Umbrellas. Ponchos. Also, oh. when you're watching out for the uh, video this week, keep in mind that it was raining... It'll still be cool. We had good. to get real creative. So, first score, MacArthur, with 12 minutes remaining, scores first, go up 7-0. to zero. It was a run for two yards by their, really their player who did most of the damage for them, number seven, that Nasser Kemper. And then with 2.47 left in the first quarter, they kicked a field goal. That was a 31-yarder and went up 10-0. to zero. And in the first quarter, MacArthur looked like they were going to dominate. Like, I was worried. I was genuinely worried in the first quarter. I was never worried. I was. I just knew that rain. Um, we just had to get it figured out, and we did. So we got the camera rolling, and everything seemed to go a lot better once we got our equipment figured out. But with 11 minutes to go... In the second quarter, it was Ezra Elkins, a run for five yards uh, to score in the touchdown, and the kick was good. So it would be 10-7. to Bears would cut into their lead. And then with 9.39 left to go, uh, Racer Felter's pass was intended for, I don't got who it was intended for, but it was intercepted by Trevor Lorenz. Oh, I probably didn't know who it was intended for because oh, his passes sure. were up just Really, they're up there for Trevor, I guess. Up there for Chili. But he intercepted it for a touchdown. And Noble would go up 13-10. to 10. Um, The extra point was blocked. So, then Noble, with 6.58 remaining, um, would get just a great punt to set up a safety. And it was... Uh, Sparky, they call him, Sean Gillespie on the tackle. And Noble would get the safety there and go up 15-10. to 10. And this is the, how many games in a row we've had? A- Three out of the last four games we've had a safety. So we had one at El Reno, we had one last week at Western Heights, and we had one this week. And there's just been momentum changers. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more with our interview with uh, Chile. Uh, with 6.08 remaining in the second quarter, Austin Fisher passed complete to number one Ezra Elkins for 36 yards, and that was a nice play. He was just wide open. 
Uh, Dismuke's kick is good. Noble would go up 22 to 10. And that would be our halftime score, 22 to 10. Noble would have a very good chance. They were down like on the seven-yard line and just mishandled the pitch to Elkins, and they fumbled the ball in those wet conditions and turned it over. We could have easily been up 29-10 at the half, but we'd go in the locker room 22-10. to And the third quarter, Noble would just right where they left off would get back to it with 10.50 remaining. It was Austin Fisher run for six yards and a touchdown. Dismuke's kick is good. We'd go up 29-10. to and after that, MacArthur would score again with four minutes remaining in the third quarter. a short run for five yards for a touchdown, and the two-point conversion was good, so that would make it 29-18. to And with 10 minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, it was an Elkins run for six yards for a touchdown. Dismuke's kick is good, would put the Bears up 36-18. to So at that point, we had doubled them up. And with that score, it was kind of like, okay, I think we have this one in the bag. I told my dad then, I was like, okay, I think I think we got this one. But you never know how fast uh, Lott and Mack can score because as quick as they can turn it over, they can score just as fast. And they did that to us last year when we lost 35-30. But this year was different. Uh, with eight minutes and 57 seconds remaining, Racer Felter was a pass intended for someone, don't know who. Chili Lorenz was the closest guy to the ball. He got the touchdown, and then it was just a Donald Trump wall set up all the way to the end zone, and Noble would return it for a pick six. Um, they just looked like that's what was supposed to happen. Um, Chili talks about this one too later. It was just crazy. Like they kind of gave up on the play, but he just walked into the end zone, making it 43 to 18. And then with 7:58 remaining in the fourth quarter, Ezra Elkins would run for 38 yards. He busted one open for a touchdown, and the kick was good. And Noble would go up 50 to 18. Um, it was just a a good game overall for the Bears despite the weather conditions. Noble did a great job. Um, just on really all phases of the game after the first couple drives, it was uh, they, they were just going. So uh, who was our MVP of the game? So the it's Reynolds for MVP of the game was Chili Lorenz. He had four catches for 40 yards. The two interceptions returned for touchdowns. He just had a, a really good game. Yeah, and it was his um, second MVP of the game. Do you remember which other game it was? Uh, Piedmont game. Yeah. Was that Piedmont? Yeah, yeah. That'll. That's, that's what was gonna be. Yeah, that'll lead us into his audio. Uh, we were able to talk with him today for about uh, ten minutes, just over the phone. So uh, we'll listen to that here. All right, here with Chili Lorenz. He wins the MVP of the game, the Reynolds Ford MVP of the game. Is this your second game ball this year? Uh, yes, there it is, my second game ball this season. Okay. I had one in Piedmont, and then I had one this week. That's right. I That's why I couldn't think of the, the other game it was. I knew you'd won one, but I just couldn't think of what game it was. I forgot about that Piedmont, and I try to forget about that one. Yeah, I try and forget about it too, honestly. <laughs> What was your initial thoughts on that just big, wet game we played the other night? 
Well, when we started off, I just heard everybody kind of complaining a little bit about, oh, it's going to be cold, oh, it's going to be rainy, and I really didn't think about it because, I mean, obviously it was cold and rainy, but the more you put that into factor, I mean, the farther it comes into play. So I just really didn't think about it, and I was just ready to beat up on MacArthur. And after that first drive, they they had an awesome first drive, and they shoved it right down our throats and was pretty nervous, actually. But we took care of business come the second quarter, and we just kept our foot on the pedal after that. Yeah, it looks like you guys made some uh, adjustments and were just able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I think he was releasing the ball a little earlier than he wanted which kind of led to uh, two pick sixes for you. What was this yes. going through your head when you were able to get that one and the first one and, of course, the second one? Um, when the first one happened, Coach Davidson had been working with me all week about getting depth and finding the spots where I needed to be at the right time. And As soon as I got depth and the ball was released, I figured I would make a break on the ball and I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. As soon as I saw the lead blockers in front of me, I knew it was, we were going to house it. Yeah. And then on the on the second one, it was one of those where I was in the right spot. I kind of felt a little off in the beginning, but the ball wobbled out of his hand, and it just happened to land right in my arms. And, and it sucks to say, but MacArthur really gave up on that second one. And I had a wall of defenders. I'm talking like the great yeah. wall of China in front of me. Yeah, that kind of led to my next question. I was going to ask, do you guys actually practice returning interceptions? Like in practice, is that something you guys kind of go over? Um, we practice the fundamentals of returning it, but we never practice an interception. And then yeah. what we, do, we just all kind of have that connection with each other because we play so in sync. Mm-hmm. On As soon as somebody takes turns the ball over, we're all ready to go block for him and let him take it to the house because we want everybody to score, especially yeah. our defense. Yeah, it was awesome. I've watched a lot of Noble football, and I don't think I've ever seen two pick six or you know two interceptions where I knew I was like, okay, yeah, they're taking that one to the end zone. It was pretty awesome to see, but uh, it was a great feeling. You know, last year they had a lot of punt blocks, and this year it seems like it's been safeties. Why do you think? Why do you think the Bears have able to be, been able to get so many safeties this this season? I think they've had three in the last four games. Oh, it's. I would say. Just it starts with Austin punting the ball or our offense getting it down there and just putting uh-huh. it right on their end zone. And then our D line is just crazy good. We have Gavin and Hunter and when Tristan hops in as well as Colton Clark and those guys just know how to manhandle people and with the linebackers that we have behind them. Those yeah. kids just get in and there's nowhere they can go other than fall down in their end zone. Yeah, Austin, one of his punts was seventy three yards the other night, but it takes a guy. It takes a gunner down there, getting down there to stop the ball. Most of the time, that's usually yourself. Is that just something you like to just get down there on and really, uh, you know, get to that ball before it goes in the end zone? It's kind of been your thing, also your thing this year. Yeah, it's really funny. I always like to race Jay and Braden or Dustin or Brandon, whoever's out there, wide receiver. We kind of make it a competition to see who can get down there the fastest. And I'm really competitive, and I don't like to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what must the team keep doing just to keep this hot streak going this season? Exactly what we've been doing. I think right now we're at a high point, but we're not anywhere where we need to be. So we just have to keep doing what we're doing and get better each week. Yeah, for sure. Just keep playing as a team. It's just kind of like the team or whatever doesn't phase you. The next game, just the next game. Y'all just y'all just keep going. You know, weather, whatever, whatever comes up, you just keep going, keep grinding. Yeah. I've never seen a team get down in a game. I think you were down 
10 to 0 in this one and you've been behind in a couple other games this year especially at halftime at El Reno and it's like you just guys just go up that go out there and keep grinding as if you're up a couple scores. Yeah, we just realized this year that we all have something special and everybody has a key role. So whether a couple of us missed or not, maybe a key role on a certain play where they made a big play, let's say. We understand that that's going to happen with the district that we play in because we know all these teams are good, like Lawton MacArthur this Friday or El Reno when we played them or Ardmore coming up. We know they're going to make good plays because they're all really good teams. Mm-hmm. We just understand that the more we get down, people we feed off people. So if one person's hyped, we're all hyped up. Or if another person's upset, we're all kind of get upset and it takes somebody to pick us back up like our captains. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned Ardmore, and that's your next game coming up this Friday. Uh, yes, last time Noble played at Ardmore, were you there? Uh, yes, sir, I was. Okay, can you just describe to me... <laughs> yeah, Noble Stadium. Can you just describe to me uh, what you remember from that night? Oh, my goodness. It was a huge game in the playoffs for us to go to the semifinals and. I just remember not having a voice after the game. <laughs> me and my me and my dad and everybody around us, we were screaming so loud for those guys. I just remember it being a great game. I remember Tense Felchin played awesome and Hunter especially, he did amazing on the D line. He absolutely dominated everybody. Yeah, I Hunter. Think he, I think he had ten tackles for loss that game, if I remember right. Yeah, he was the MVP, Reynolds Ford M V P game winner that uh, that game. And the Bears got the 28-14 win, had a big uh, interception by Will Hoyt at the end to kind of close it out. Yeah, I just the, the last thing I remember about it, too, was us just yelling, this is our house. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, somebody commented on something this week. Also, uh, last season they returned the favor and chanted the same thing at our Noble Stadium. So <laughs> hopefully we can... Once again, go down there and get the win. Yeah, it's just it's just gonna be fun to go back down there, and it's kind of kind of becoming a rivalry with them, just because the last two years have been fun. Last year, the game was kind of built up. We came in pretty, uh, our you know our playoff hopes were kind of gone by then, but a lot of hype was around that game from the year before because we had beaten them and we had a good shot at halftime um, to go in tied with them, but we had some. Right to end the first half, we kind of uh, had some mistakes there, but it should be a good one Friday night. I'm really excited for the game come Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all the players are, all the fans are, and you know, hopefully we can have a ton of fans make the trip because um, you know some of these fans didn't come to the game this this week. So hopefully we can get them down to Ardmore uh, Friday. There's no excuses this week, though. It's for the district championship, basically. Yeah, I, I think if Noble wins, they they should win the district. Uh, if Ardmore wins, it's going to be uh, you know probably like a three team race to the end, so it's going to be tough. But last season, uh, they kind of had the deal, or uh, two seasons ago, they had the the you know Hunter would carry the bat at the Ardmore game, and he'd talk about swinging for the fences. You know, they Noble had kind of never been that deep before, and last year they had the lunchbox and. Coach George talk about the guy who goes to work every day and grinds out, you know, it was like his, you know, sack lunch, just going and doing his job. Has there been a message this season or like an object the coaches used as kind of a motto for this season? I I really don't believe that there's been 
a motto or a direct message, let's say. Yeah. There was, there. okay, I'm going to let you in on a little something. There was a little thing last week okay. where I guess, I'm not sure if you saw it, but I guess Lawton MacArthur brought out a sledgehammer. I Yeah, I didn't see it, but I heard about it on their broadcast. Yep. That's what I heard too. And so Coach George comes in to the locker room just before game time, and we load the bus and stuff, and he talks about, all right, they're going to try and be the hammer, and they're going to try for you guys to be the nail, basically. And then he flips it around. He's like, we're going to be the They're going to be the nail. And then just goes off on his whole rant, and everybody yeah. just goes and gets loud. And so this week we're ordering a sledgehammer and putting <laughs> it around the locker room. So. Wow. Okay. So. Well, it worked the last time we went down there, so we shall see what happens. Uh, man, I'm just getting excited already, and it's only Sunday night. <laughs> so... Is there anything else you'd like to say? I think that's all I kind of had written down for you tonight. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna look at your stats. You had four catches for forty yards, and you know the two interceptions. But the last two games, you've led the team in receptions, and now you have more receptions than anyone on the team. Uh, I think Jay Smith has has you in the yards, but you just kind of become that number one target. It looks like as a sophomore, uh, can you just comment on that a little bit, man? What just, you know, what's what's it taking? Uh, a lot of credit to all of us. I think we're all working our butts off, and I think, I think just me going out in front with the receptions. I think Coach Davidson's kind of set me up to have a couple of plays just on some little inside routes and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just waiting for Jay to keep catching those big bombs, like he knows how to catch. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you've been kind of their uh, safety blanket, picking up them first downs. You know, like we've kind of talked about before, how they've had through the years, just kind of. Their, their go-to guy underneath, so it's just been been fun to watch. Yeah, just trying to do my job. I kind of realized that on offense, that's my job to go fight for those first downs. So Yeah, for sure. If everyone does their job, you uh, you end up winning a district championship. <laughs> so. We're going to keep doing our job, too. Sounds good. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, just a big shout-out to the Noble Bear fans. I know last week was rainy and stuff, but... Thank you guys so much for all the support this year and everything you guys have done for us. You guys have been out of the roof when it comes to cheering for us. There's a lot of times I can't even hear my own thoughts because it's a third down and eight, and I'm trying to think, what do I need to do here? And I hear you guys going crazy out there. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to my dad and my mom. Obviously, I always got to shout them out because I love them to the moon and back. And I want to see you guys there at Ardmore. All right, guys, you've heard it You've heard it here. Uh, Chili Lorenz have kind of called out the fans. He wants to see him in Ardmore. It'd be great to see it just as full as it was two years ago for the semifinals. Uh, if we win, guys, it's the first district championship since 2003. Um, we do have another game against Southeast at senior night. It's at home, uh, but that should be a win. Uh, Southeast is struggling, to say the least, but it's going to be a great game Friday. Um uh, and we just hope to see you all out there. Thank you, yes, Chili. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. So thank you, Chili Lorenz, for once again talking to us. And congratulations on the MVP of the Game Award, your, sec- your uh, second one this season. Um, how did you like that interview, Jess? Oh, I thought it was good. I love getting to talk to Chili. And he's got some good things to say. Like, I like how he talked about um, the defense just setting up a wall for him. Like, that's, that's good to see because... They're not giving up, and they they know what to do. They're in sync yeah. with each other. They're all on the same page for sure. 
Uh, it's just been, been great to see this guys this week and just watch these young sophomores grow for sure. Um, I, I didn't set out at getting, you know, young guys to talk to this week, but we'll have Caden Domini here in a little while and just looking and they're both sophomores. So that's a sign of good things to come in the future when you're talking to sophomores and it's not like you just played Western Heights where you're going to go talk out, talk to some young kids who happen to have a good game. These are two kids that are getting, you know, quality playing time and being a huge contributing factors on Friday nights uh, for the varsity every week. So right now we're going to get to a quick break and we will be back in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone, to the post-game podcast, where it's Noble over Mac, 50-18. to 18. Top offensive performers of the game passing, it was Austin Fisher. He was 11 of 20 for 127 yards and a touchdown with no interceptions. And rushing, it was Ezra Elkins. He ran the ball 28 times for 169 yards, had three touchdowns, um, this was the most rushing yards in a game this season by him, and he had he has 803 yards on the year so far. Uh, and, of course, receiving went to Chili Lorenz. He had four catches for 40 yards this game. Uh, shout out to Jay Smith on the kickoff returns. He really had some good ones. He had two returns averaging 25 yards apiece. Um uh, and he, this season, has um, 26 catches and 349 yards for the year. and He's leading in yards. Uh, the defense, it was Sean Gillespie. He had seven and a half tackles and four were solo tackles and one and a half tackles for loss. And I think we mentioned it talking to Chile, but also shout out to Austin Fisher on the great punting. He just continues to have great punts, which continues to set up those safeties. So it's just awesome to see knowing, you know, you don't got to go forward on fourth down all the time when you know that your punting game has just been spot on here lately. So uh, thank you to Scott Womack for providing the stats for our game. Yeah, great shout out to Scott Mo- Scott Womack. Go see him at Reynolds Ford. Um and also, go vote for Chili Lorenz on Twitter. Uh, I've also shared the link on Facebook. And it is for the Norman Transcript Player of the Week Award. Um, winner, The winner gets a quick video interview. Uh, if you remember, Ezra Elkins won it a few weeks ago. And they did a quick interview with him on the football field. So that would be cool to see if they did that for Chili. So vote for him. He's up against three other guys who are in 6a what's what's the numbers looking like on that jay currently this is as of 921 tonight um jaden scott from southmore is leading he has 43 percent of the boats and then behind him is 
kale something from Norman North. He has 21%. Then we have chili with 19%. And then Daniel Highshaw from More High with 17%. So chili's right now in third. So find your friends. Vote on Twitter. Yeah, go vote for him. You can only vote once. So that's why I'm saying it's going to be hard for Noble to win because there's just not as many people around here. And chili, I went and voted for you, which is a big step because I don't get on Twitter. So you're welcome. Yeah. And right now, um, we're going to hear from Caden Dominey. And um, he's referred to as the Dominator today. I, don't, I, I guess when I was talking to Chili, it wasn't in the interview, when I was just talking to him on the phone, I guess they call him the Dominator. He's a sophomore, number 51, uh, as a linebacker. And he really seems to be making an impact the last few games. Um, I've been noticing his tackles. He's made when watching the game film that we have shot. So here is Caden Dominey, and this was recorded uh, today. So it's not a reaction right after the game because I wasn't sticking around to get audio (laughs) in those conditions. I was cold. Everything was wet. I was like, no, I'm not running anything. And I just didn't want to barge into the uh, locker room there. So I figured we could get some audio later. Uh, I can get a hold of these guys. So here is Caden. All right, we're here with Caden Dominey, and uh, I got him a couple couple days after the game here. But um, what? Uh, just tell us a little about yourself and uh, what, what grade you're in. Well, I'm a sophomore, and I play middle linebacker, sometimes outside linebacker. And I'm six foot one, uh, 195 right now. Yeah, I mean, you look just huge out there. You wouldn't know that you're a sophomore, just how, <laughs> how, you're, how you've been playing. Uh, gonna make a couple highlights here on this video for sure but uh tell us a little bit about that play over on the visiting sideline so the kid thought i grabbed his face mask but i grabbed him by the shoulder pads clearly and so he started screaming and yelling at the ref and stuff so they threw a flag on him and then he started screaming and yelling some more then they got like a warning on the sideline okay for the coaches and it was an unsportsmanlike conduct yeah that was awesome uh so what's kind of the, the, the message they've been telling you moving forward? Uh, just got a big game coming up Friday. Just kind of just another game. Just keep grinding, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, if we win this next one, I'm pretty sure we're, what, what would you call it? Com- Should be district champions. Di- district champions, yep. yeah. So, I mean, it's a really important game. Yeah, Extremely for sure. important. Yeah, um, just had to get through this one Friday against Lot and Mac. Um, did the rain affect y'all's play any? Didn't it seem like it did? But <laughs> no. at first, I I wondered. I was like, "How are we gonna do?" Because we got down ten nothing and just just kept rallying, huh? Yeah. Well, they scored those ten points within like the first seven minutes. A Lot and Mac did. I don't really know how that happened, but it happened really fast. But offense didn't really get a lot of stuff downfield, mm-hmm. throwing and stuff, but. And it didn't really affect us a ton because we were a really good running game and stuff. So Yeah, I don't know how many tackles bad. you had, but I definitely saw your name up there uh, behind Sean Gillespie and Hunter Largent. I think you may have been third or fourth in tackles. Really? But, uh, so you've just been just having some awesome games that really stepped it up here in the last few games, really. So uh, we just look forward to seeing you in the next coming games and hopefully in the playoffs. Yeah, hopefully. We're, I think we're going to get pretty far this year, honestly. Yeah, is there anything uh, you'd just like to thank or say to the fans or say to your parents or anyone? Well, I just want to thank the coaches because especially Coach Treat, help Coach Treat, Coach Treat and Coach Crawley, 
helping me grow as a player to specifically just help me grow so much yeah yeah that's awesome uh just coach treat he just has so much experience and crawley and george they've all been around it for a long time yeah. and you got the young guns in there uh with davidson you know he can kind of relate with the young guys more so yeah. well uh thanks for talking with us all and right. we hope to uh get another win this coming friday night thank you Caden dominey for talking with us uh he was a great interview today and i honestly wish i'd been able to get to him sooner because uh, he just provided some, some great insight. But I was looking back, and he was um, fourth in total tackles this week. He had he had uh, three and a half tackles, three solo tackles, and the, the one assisted tackle. So it's just great to see him out there. And that one play I was talking about was just got a great highlight from where he just, I mean, put this guy straight to the turf. And the guy just thought he had grabbed his face mask, but he didn't have it. And that guy got upset and ended up getting himself a penalty. So, um, Dominey was just being the dominator out there, helping us get the tackle and force a 15-yard penalty. So, it's always um, fun to see some of that when it's the other team doing the penalty making. (laughs) Yes, that is always better. So, you missed that play? I missed it. I don't know what you're talking about. You're going to have to show me on Oh, you'll see it. Um, yeah, we were, me and my dad were talking about it, and he said, hey, remind me to ask Cade Sunday about that play. So we asked him today, and we were able to talk to him and get him on the, the podcast tonight. Was it? So. We had, listen, there was a lot of water, a lot of water and everything. The cameras. Uh. Um, my clothes. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. So at one point, well, most of the second half, I had the GoPro, which the GoPro is waterproof. The GoPro case is waterproof. But the, the two together... Get water between them? Get water between them. <laughs> so I was having to go hide under the football player's tent and take it all apart, wipe it off, put it back together, go shoot three or four plays, come back, take it apart, wipe it off, Put it back together and go shoot three or four four plays. It was a hot mess. Caleb was up in the stands with an umbrella. Yeah. I've decided on the next game like that where I know it's just going to be pouring rain, I want to just bring my, my 10 by 10 canopy and not have it on the field, but like just somewhere up yeah. at the top where we can get some shelter to be able to play with our equipment and stuff because, man, that was a mess. And I need some kind of carrying case to be able to put all our stuff in so it stays waterproof on the sidelines when I happen to mess with trash bags. Cause that was just, I, we just we've nice. never worked in a game that's been that raining. Usually I you know put the cameras away for a quarter and they stay dry enough just in the regular backpack case or whatever. But not the other night. Everything was getting soaked. Everything so, water. Uh, we're listening to the playback today um, from the... Okay, Sportsnet broadcast. Uh, what did they have to say about just the the game experience at Noble J? They were just raving about the uh, in-game experience. They they were going on. They couldn't figure out why the players were getting on the bus and why the bus was having a police escort. They didn't think it was the players. They thought, they thought it, was, it was the cheerleaders. Thought it was the cheerleaders. They were like, <laughs> "Why are the cheerleaders getting a police escort into the game?" So it was just pretty cool. Just. Makes you appreciate what we've got. Sometimes I think we take it a little bit for granted. Yeah, I think we do. And I, I just thought it was so cool the first year we had fireworks. 
I was like, wow. And like now I'm mad when there's like not enough or something doesn't go just right. Like there wasn't enough smoke on the left side. We need more on the right for my, you know, this perfect camera shot or something. But it, yeah, those, those announcers on that OK Sports Net mentioned the, you know, the fog and the fireworks and the, and the police escort. And they talked a lot about the the announcers and all the, the, the bear growl and all the songs they play and everything like that. And the, the main announcer on there talked how all the years he's done announcing, he has never um, seen an in-game experience like Nobles. And he recommended that if you don't get out to games much on Friday, that a good game to go to would be a home Noble Bears game. So shout out to the Bear Down and everyone and the announcers and everyone who makes it possible for just the whole in-game experience on a on a Friday night. So, and the the band and the cheerleaders and the big banners they make. I know a lot of work goes into that every week. Even though the banner was melted, you had to have a very quick look at it before it ripped in the wind. Which it kind of made for a cool shot because it, it, the way it looked, it looked like a bear crawl had come and ripped at the banner already when they ran out of it. I, I missed that too. You missed it. I was, it was in just, the helmet. Oh, you were in the helmet. It was just cool to see. You'll have to see it on the highlight video this week. So, um, looking at the rankings, it's M- Bishop McGinnis at one, and this is the News OK rankings, or the, the Oklahoman rankings, the Daily Oklahoman. Uh, McGinnis one, Carl Albert two, Tahlequah three, Piedmont four, Noble at five, El Reno, Edison, Collinsville, Ardmore at 9, and Tulsa Kelly at 10. So it is going to be a 5-9 matchup, and I'd be willing to bet it would be one of their um, games of the week this week for the Oklahoman and probably for some other ones because it can literally almost decide the district this week. If Noble wins, they should be district champions because uh, they have Southeast, like we talked about earlier, uh, in Week 10, which should be a win. They have zero wins in district this year. Uh, and Tahlequah's 8-0, and they made the jump. They, they jumped Noble this week. That's why we fell one spot to number five from number four. So um, Tahlequah beat Pryor, who was ranked number nine before. And so it's just looking good for the Bears. We just got to hang in there, keep doing what we're doing, keep driving. Uh, just come out to the game Friday night and we'll, we'll have a pregame podcast for that. I'll dive into Ardmore a little bit more, but do you have anything more for this one, Jess? Mm, hopefully it doesn't rain next week. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be nice weather. So we hope we see all you out there, but it was Lot and Mac 50, Noble 18, Noble improves to seven and Oh, nope. Six and Oh, no, I'm terrible. Five and Oh in district play and seven and one on the season. So, We will have our highlight video out soon and pre-game podcast out Thursday night. Thank you for joining us once again.